Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jake in the Paint podcast. Today, I'm here with my boy, Nikki Patton. Yes, sir. And we're going to go over... It's We're going to make this an inaugural thing, but this is the first annual college basketball we're gonna, day of preview. We're going to run through every conference, give our champions, teams we like, teams we don't like, player of the year, sleepers, freshman of the year, everything you need to know. And, of course, it's convenient for you. You don't need to wait. Tonight is the kickoff of college basketball. So about a couple hours before, we're going to give you everything you need to know for this season. And welcome back to the podcast, Nikki. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And Appreciate so it. For you, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, Nikki also is known as Terps Hoops Insider. Hit him up on Twitter, Maryland Basketball Insider. All the news, analysis, updates on the game. So if you're a Maryland basketball fan, that's a must follow. Is that Terps Hoops on Instagram and Twitter? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter. At Terps in, Terps Hoops Insider on Instagram and Twitter. Hit him up for all the Maryland basketball updates. Anyways, without further ado, we're gonna jump right into this. So first off. I figure we may as well start with the best conference in the country, the ACC. I have Virginia winning this. They bring everyone back, basically everyone back. Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy from the team that famously lost to UMBC, but I think they're back. They add Braxton Key. They're going to be hungrier than ever to avenge that loss. Who do you have winning this conference? Uh, I do have Virginia as well. Uh, they return Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy. DeAndre Hunter, I think, is going to be a key player for them this year, and I expect him to play a, a bigger role than he did last season. And Braxton Key as well, transferred yeah. from Alabama, yeah. coming in. Uh, I believe there are two flaws to this team, and those that's their offense and their front court. But I think the positives will outweigh the negatives, and they should take the crown for ACC. Are you dissing my man Jack Salt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for those college basketball fans that don't know, Jack Salt is basically he's been Virginia's center. I feel like for the past like eight years. Anyways. Big white guy, limited skill, but he plays his heart out. He fits right into the system. <laughs> and, I mean, the offense is always going to be a concern when you have Tony Bennett's team, but I just feel like it was fine last year until they UMBC caught fire. I mean, we were watching that game. That was mm -hmm. out of control. Yeah, that's crazy. I just think they're the best team in the country last year, and I think they brought back most of that team to be to win the ACC this year. Also, I also like Duke and UNC a lot. Can't dispute Duke's freshman, Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, and RJ Barrett. And don't forget about Trey Jones. A lot of people are forgetting about Trey Jones. One of my favorite players in last year's class. Second point guard, second best point guard in the class, in my opinion, behind Darius Garland. We'll get to him later, but can't dispute that talent. And then UNC, despite losing Theo Pinson and Joel Barry after four years of great contribution from them, they bring back a bunch of co bunch of players from their core, including Luke May, the greatest college basketball player <laughs> with the lowest NBA ceiling of all time. And <laughs> and they bring in Kobe White and Nazi Little, a pair of McDonald's All-Americans, which we'll also get to later. But overall, ACC is pretty well-rounded. Who else do you like in that conference? Uh, Florida State is my sleeper in this conference. Yeah. Uh, they I feel like they always have length every mm -hmm. year. And uh, they kick off tonight against Florida. That'll be a good game. Should be a good game. That'll be a good game. Mm -hmm. My sleeper, I went to the player. I, went, I said Kobe White. Kobe White, all-time leading scorer in high school basketball in North Carolina history. Over, I think it was 3,300 points. Definitely over 3,000. I might be getting the hundreds wrong. But definitely over, he scored over 3,000 points over four years, which is an absurd number. Yeah, that's Scores, I mean, that's ridiculous. Scores at will. And, you know, a lot of hype in the ACC has been going to the Duke freshman, his fellow, his teammate, Nazir Little. And I just feel like people are sleeping on Kobe White a little bit without Joel Berry. I think he's going to have a lot on his shoulders, and I think he's more than comfortable and more than able to step right in. 
for sure. So then, also, I had who do you have for your player of the year in this conference? Uh, my player of the year is going to be Nasir Little. Yeah, I love the way he played at the McDonald's All American game. Mm-hmm. Uh, really put on performance there. Yeah, I think you should really shine in the ACC. Yeah, and for North Carolina. Yeah, no, Nas Nas is legit. Um, we don't really see it a lot. He kind of came on in the All American game circuit, like Jordan Brand, McDonald's All American, and a lot of people think those are kind of jokes, like All Star games, which they are. Don't get me wrong, but as a person who's been to the practices, they get after in the practices, and Nas Little, that's where he really impressed everyone. And it translated to the game where you guys were able to see that, but he really impressed everyone in the practices. For my player of the year, I had I had R.J. Barrett as my player of the year and freshman of the year. I think he's going to scoop both those wards in route to being the number one pick. He just does it all. There's really nothing he can't do. An improved three-point shooter in basketball instincts, has the IQ, great two-way player, locks up on defense, crafty around the rim, and just – he really does it all. Really is no flaws to his game. And I think out of all the freshmen, I think he's the most polished right now. I think he's the best NBA future. And I think he's going to dominate college basketball starting tonight. Mm-hmm. Who'd you have for your freshman of the year? Freshman of the year, I did have RJ. As well as um, RJ. Very talented, as you're just saying. Uh, polished as well. And I, I just think that he's probably the best freshman. Yeah. In all of it, in the whole ACC. Yeah, yeah. I think RJ probably is a good chance to win Player of the Year too. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that later though. Mm-hmm. So moving off from the ACC, overall, big takeaways from the p- takeaways from the ACC that you guys should keep in mind. Definitely the best conference in college basketball. I think they're minus one hundred five to have the most teams in the NCAA tournament. I cool. feel pretty comfortable taking that bet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really see any other conference in college basketball that can compete with them. Great basketball, night in and night out. And, of course, they're a bunch of sleepers. I think Miami's Chris Likes is also going to have a really good year mm-hmm. stepping in for Bruce Brown leaving um, from this area, from Gonzaga. Shout out to Coach Steve Turner. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a really good year. Just a lot of studs in that conference, night in night out. So it's definitely a conference that you guys should watch if you're a college basketball fan, night in night out. And then moving on in the Big 12, we, I'm assuming we both that Kansas. Yeah. Um, it's the obvious pick. Yeah, of all of all their years that their streak could get snapped, I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, completely agree. You know, they uh, bring the out goes Devontae Graham, Malik Newman, and Svi. In yeah. comes Devon Dotson, Quentin Grimes, David McCormick, and the Lawson twins, Kadrian Dedrick. Mm-hmm. They return Silvio, uh, LeGerald Vick, Yudoka Azbuki, Marcus Garrett, and Mitch Lightfoot. I just want to. That roster just says it all. I just want to butt in for a second. Don't return Sylvia. Don't return Sylvia? No. <laughs> Sylvia's not playing again this year. You don't I, think? I don't think so. I didn't didn't they rule him out for tonight? I'm pretty I, I thought they that. ruled him out. Maybe maybe they did. So if you guys haven't been following the FBI probe, they had the ver they disguised the verdict on it was a bunch of Adidas guys and there are a bunch of Adidas schools involved. Kansas forward who enrolled early last year, Silvio D'Souza, was involved and named in the probe, named in court, and I'm pretty sure they named him ineligible look checking right yeah, now no, he, he is he wasn't ineligible ineligible yeah i remember seeing that report yeah actually. he's held out so he won't be playing tonight and as we know with NCAA billy preston last year also wiley when they hold you when the NCAA holds you out they're not really in a rush to get you back in unless you're cam newton but <laughs> in the basketball world they're not really in a rush to get you back in so but still despite sylvia loaded roster and we both have them winning yeah for sure um who else do you like in the Big 12? I like West Virginia a lot. 
Yeah, West Virginia is a good team. Uh, I agree. They bring back Sag. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Sagaba. Sagaba Konate. <laughs> so basically, West Virginia they lose Javon Carter and Daxter Miles, which have been their two lead guards for the past three or four years. Javon Carter, one of the best college bat. I was a pure college basketball players I've watched. <laughs> Dominant. Looks like he's thirty. Looks like he's thirty. <laughs> also feels like he's been around since. He has the Perry Ellis look. Oh yeah. We'll call it that. Um. They bring in Jordan McCabe, a freshman point guard that I really like. Really great competitor. There's a lot of flair to his game. People call him white chocolate on the AU circuit. And basically, if you guys haven't watched Sagaba Kanate, what it looks like is, you know, in slam ball, when like they just have one guy that just sits at the rim. Yeah. And he's yeah, just yeah. like, everyone jumps off the trampoline and tries to dunk on the guy. <laughs> and the, his one job is to block it. Like, that's Kanate. He just yeah. sits at the rim and just volleyball blocks out with two, like, just spikes the guy's shots down, dunks usually with two hands. It's incredible. Um, Jeff Goodman had him as on his first team All American team, which I don't really understand considering he can't really do anything on offense other than dunk the ball. Right. But I guess Jeff, and Mike, Jeff Goodman might know a little bit more than us, so we'll let him have that one. Yeah, it was interesting. At the uh, NBA Combine, I don't know if you saw this, but. Every time he blocked the ball, he would just yell like as loud as he could throughout the gym. No, yeah, and everybody heard him. He's <laughs> definitely a presence. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, I could have, I don't know, I don't know how good of a dunker I'd be. Able, I'd have to be to go up against him. <laughs> I think Zion, Zion Williamson would go up against him, but I, don't, I can't really picture a lot of other people. He threw some nasty dunks. Like yeah. he threw out some nasty dunks. Mm-hmm. Um, moving down, I don't like TCU in this conference. I thought they were really overrated last year. They didn't really pick up anyone. Um, they're kind of, I don't know, people People just really hyped them up for no reason. So I didn't really like them at all. I don't really think they bring anything to the table, especially in, in the Big 12 where there's some flair. Like you have Kansas State returning everyone. Kansas is really good. And I feel like TCU, people have expectations for them to be one of the top teams in the conference. And I don't know if they're capable of it. Yeah, uh, one of the teams I didn't like in the Big 12 was uh, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. They yeah. lose uh, Zaire Smith. Um, they didn't mm, really Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Oh, Texas Tech. That's I was going to say, right. <laughs> My fault. No, yeah, te- uh, definitely Texas Tech. Yeah, uh, they bring they lost Zaire Smith, mm-hmm. and they didn't really bring in anyone special. Yeah. They got a transfer, uh, Tariq Owens mm-hmm. uh, from St. John's, but that seems to be about it. Yeah. Nobody else really special. Yeah, of course. I mean, that team was, that team was weird last year. They ended up getting to Elite Eight, but... Played to played a, their own brand of basketball. It was fueled by Zaire Smith's athleticism, and even though I wasn't that high on him, and the numbers didn't really show it, he was a huge part of their team. So, of course, when you lose a first round pick, and aren't Duke and, and Kentucky to reload, it's gonna hurt you. So, my player of the year in that conference, I wanted to go somewhere else because everyone has been hyping him up, but I had to go Dedrick Lawson. I think he's gonna be absolutely dominant for Kansas. Yeah, uh, my player of the year for the Big Twelve is Dean Wade. Uh, I almost yeah. picked him. I almost picked him. He's a great. Uh, I think he's a great player. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was very dimensional for Kansas State. Yeah, Dean Dean Wade is like first team of the guys that look like they should be terrible at basketball, but they're just really good. Yeah, him exactly. and him and Luke May are, are unanimous selections <laughs> for that team. I will, we'll need to we'll need to finish fielding that throughout <laughs> the college basketball season. We definitely lock those two guys in for guys you get on the court and you're like, oh yeah, I want to guard that guy, and then they just give you some buckets. So that's Dean Wade. I was very close to picking him, and I'm happy Nikki picked him. Mm-hmm. So moving on, I have freshman of the year in that conference. I have Quentin Grimes. New York Knicks, please watch Quentin Grimes tonight. <laughs> He's really good at basketball. 
He's listed as small forward, but I think he can play point guard. He does it all. Can shoot, attack the rim. He's athletic. He plays defense. And his biggest asset is, I would say, his IQ and his awareness on the court. We need a point guard. We need a playmaker. Knicks, please watch him tonight. I'm begging you. No more Emmanuel Moutier. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my uh, freshman of the year is Quentin as well. I mm-hmm. uh, love his game. Yeah. Uh, watched some of his highlight tapes in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think he'll be able to shine at Kansas. Yeah, he's really Quentin's really, really good. And him and Devin Dotson are really close friends, so they'll go really well together in the backcourt. Um, my sleeper in that conference, as I mentioned earlier, Jordan McCabe. I think he fits in perfectly with West Virginia's style. He likes to get up and down the court. He's feisty. He's a chip on his shoulder. And he's always been saying he's underrated. And, look, I don't know how much he's going to play this year, but at some point in his career at West Virginia, he will make a huge impact. So I'm just putting that name out there right now so you guys are aware of that. Definitely a name to remember. Yeah, my name to remember in the Big 12 is Devon Dotson. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. lo- I love the way he plays. Uh Maryland almost got him. Yeah, missed, missed out, out on him. <laughs> uh, he he kind of reminded me of Cowan. Anthony yeah, Cowan he does. He does. Very quick guard, mm-hmm. can score. Uh, but I, th- I I don't think I don't feel like people talk about him enough. So yeah, that's he's true. I mean, to watch. Yeah, he. I feel like Quinton, him and Quinton aren't really getting that much buzz. Mm-hmm. It's really no one's really, no one's getting any buzz except Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. Like Cam Reddish isn't even getting any buzz. He's on that same exact team. Yeah, exactly. And was the third second or third depending upon which scouting service you look at but it's kind of crazy how like i watched this class like yeah there have been more talented classes but there are a bunch of really good players in that class that i feel like you're just not hearing about because it's all duke and it's all duke it's all zion rj shout out to espn for posting literally every single every thing single dunk every it, single it could dunk. be a regular just dunk by zion mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's on instagram and that's what that's what makes me kind of mad because it's like zion does some crazy stuff like yeah. ridiculous stuff and like but it's to the point where it's like a regular dunk by zion like isn't even impressive anymore like we've seen that like even when he could cock it all the way back like we've seen it a million times and espn still posts it every single time so the like the times he does something really crazy Everyone just like, oh, stop posting Zion. But, like, he deserves to be posted every once in a while. But ESPN is just – it's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't agree Literally more. Literally crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen a freshman get, like, this much buzz. And, in, in like, I guess LaMelo Ball, but he's not even in college yet. Like, right. The buzz that Zion – I'm just excited. I'm interested to see, how like, how it translates to college and the draft. Like, are people just going to keep hyping him up through his entire life? It's, it's going to be interesting. And really excited to see him play against Kentucky t- tonight. But we'll talk about that Champions Classic later in the podcast. Moving on from the Big 12 on to the SEC. SEC usually dominated by Kentucky. Should be no different this year. But we do see a couple other sleepers. But I am predicting Kentucky to win it all this win the conference this year. Not win it all. Win the conference. Yes, uh, me as well. I was looking at Kentucky's roster this morning, actually, and saw that they have three walk-ons. Really? But, yeah, but the rest of their did roster. You see, did you see uh, who got redshirted, though? It's big news. Who? Brad Calipari. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's one of the three walk-ons. Yeah, so that's, that's why I brought that up. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the roster is composed of eight five-stars. Mm-hmm. Reed Travis, who averaged almost 20 points a game at Stanford before transferring to Kentucky this year, mm-hmm. and a highly regarded four-star in Jamal Baker. I just don't see any team in this conference winning it over Kentucky, but if there's one team that does, it's going to be Tennessee, I think. You think Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are really high on Tennessee. 
Is Grant Grant Williams their best guy, right? Yeah, Admiral. Yeah, yeah and Admiral and yeah. Admiral. Um, ten- I mean, Tennessee is one of those teams where it's like, oh, they brought they're good last year and they brought back everyone. It's like, why wouldn't they be good this year? I mean, I have Kentucky winning it all, and then I also a team I also really liked. I think people should really watch this year. They're gonna be a lot of fun. Is LSU? I think I have Tremont Waters winning SEC Player of the Year. He's really good. Like Tremont Waters is really really good. Great on defense. I think he had like eight steals or like eight ten steals one game in the SEC against A and M last year. Multiple forty point games, a game winner. He just completely lit up and lit up the scene last year and didn't really get that much love. People are kind of taking notice prior to this year. I think he's in for another big year. Also, they bring in six eleven freshman Naz Reed, who's crazy talented. Um, you're just kind of hoping get his attitude together and think if he can go hard in every play, he's a chance to be really special. Right. Uh, my player of the year in the SEC, I got uh, Admiral Schofield. Mm-hmm. I just think he's just a powerhouse player. He is a powerhouse. His Big name's guy, also Admiral. Can score. Yeah. Got some good post moves, and he can shoot the ball, I'm pretty sure. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's my player of the year. Yeah, definitely. W- Admiral is definitely well-rounded in that Kentucky, and that Tennessee team, as Nicky mentioned, is definitely well-rounded, too. Um, as I mentioned before, my player of the year was Tremont Waters. And then in the SEC, my freshman and sleeper, freshman of the year and sleeper both overlapped, and that was, those awards go to Tyler Hero from Kentucky. And Hero is a guy that definitely isn't getting that much attention yet, on Kentucky, I mean, the people that have really been following college basketball saw what he did in the Bahamas, 25 points in just, I think it was like 15 or 20 minutes, just a certified bucket getter. And that's really what they're going to need him to do. Remember last year, they Kentucky really struggled to shoot the ball from the outside, and they kind of have that same thing going for them this year. Keldon Johnson, one of their best players, not really that great of an outside shooter. Quade Green, Emmanuel Quickly, most of their point guards, not really that great of, off, of outside shooters. And then once you get to the fours with P.J. Washington and Reed Travis and E.J. Montgomery, you, they don't really have a lot of guys that are going to space the floor. So I think over time, Coach Cal's really going to look to Tyler Hero to provide that big bulk of scoring that they're going to need to be so successful. And that's why he's my freshman of the year and sleeper. For sure. Uh, it's, it's a good point. I, re- I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman of the year is Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can score the ball. Great defender. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that they're going to match him up with Zion tonight. Yeah, I can't. I was just going to. I was literally just yeah. going to say that. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Fun night to watch. Mm-hmm. You think? You think they'll match him up with Zion or RJ? God, I don't know. I, I think it. De- it well, it depends. Who's, no one knows who's starting for Kentucky, do they? No. Because the I Duke. I haven't seen the starting. The Duke starting lineups. The four freshmen either Delorier or Bolden. So you know what you're getting out of that. But like right. that Duke lineup is big. Like yeah. if Keldon's gonna play the three, he's gonna have to probably check Zion. Yeah. And Kel, if anyone, I mean, they'll probably have him checking Zion anyways, because Keldon's just a straight competitor. Like, I watched that dude in the EYBL a couple years ago, and he was just stealing everything, dunking everything, just just a great competitor. So I'm really excited to see him matched up with either RJ or Zion tonight, whichever right. one. It's gonna be a great matchup. So, you have any other any, anything else to say about the SEC? Any sleepers, the teams you like, don't like? Not really. Uh. So isn't the, my most studied conference? Yeah, yeah, we could probably. Li- <laughs> it's, like, it's probably the least interesting of the five power, power five conferences. Yeah, I think I think gonna... SEC and Pac twelve could duel it out for least interesting. Right. Yeah. They definitely don't. Neither of those conferences have a lot going for them. So we'll move on from the SEC, Big Ten. Moving on to the Big Ten. This was a conference Nikki and I talked about. Was probably going to be one of 
the toughest conferences to predict and go over. And I was wondering if I was going to come across as a little bit of a homer <laughs> when I picked Michigan to win the conference, but I really just didn't see any other team. Michigan State, I think, lost way too much. Um, Wisconsin, their lack of guard play other than Brad Davidson scares me. And I don't. And I think Ethan Happ is like not easy to guard, but like I'll live with Ethan Happ getting twenty points on twenty shots, right. and then Brad Davidson's going to do his thing. But Wisconsin doesn't really scare me. Purdue, other than Carson Edwards, really lacks talent. I mean, you could go down the conference. Maryland, Maryland, as usual. But Fire Turgeon. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think that Michigan is, yeah, they're not getting a lot of love right now, but, and we lost, not we, Michigan lost <laughs> three of their key players last year, from last year's national championship run, but they bring in really talented freshman Ignaz Brazdekis. I'm going to say, I think that's how I say his name. Bring back Jordan Poole, I think is going to take a massive jump this year. Charles Matthews, Xavier Simpson, they just bring back a lot of guys who know what it takes to win. So that's why I have them winning the conference. Right. Uh, as you said, they bring back all those players. Uh, I think John Beline is one of the best coaches in the NCAA, in my opinion. Of course. Even though yeah. he may not bring in the most talented recruiting class, mm -hmm. he knows how to bring out the best in all the guys that he gets. Of course, you know? yeah. And not, not only bring out the best, developing them. Like I was telling this to someone earlier today. A guy like Karis LeVert, who's now playing really well for the Brooklyn Nets, like he was signed to Ohio University, not Ohio State, Ohio University, Ooh. before a scholarship opened up and John Beeline brought him in. And to see that a kid can go from signing a letter of intent to go play mid-major basketball to now being probably the best player on an NBA team is really crazy. So I completely agree with that, and I'm very happy that John Beeline is the coach for my basketball team. All right. So moving on down um, – I also like Indiana and Penn State a lot in this conference. Really? Penn State? I do like Penn State. Mm -hmm. I saw a bunch of tweets about Penn State that they were really looking impressive. I think Lamar Stevens is really good. And as good as I think Tony Carr, I was really high on Tony Carr last year. I think Tony Carr kind of limited his teammates a little bit. As you know, Tony Carr could take some selfish shots. And For sure. I'm really excited to see what Lamar Stevens does without Tony Carr. Also... Another shout out to Gonzaga, freshman Miles Dredd. I saw he was lighting up in a scrimmage, had like four threes. Guy plays with a ton of heart and is gonna make an immediate impact as a three and D guy. So I like both the I like Penn State and then Indiana, self explanatory. I'm riding the Romeo bandwagon very hard. I think he's incredible. One of the best scorers in college basketball, regardless of him just being a freshman. Pairing him with Juwan Morgan, Romeo's gonna have his home state going crazy. I definitely back both those teams. For sure. Uh, I agree with that Indiana pick. Mm -hmm. When Indiana plays home games and they have a good team, yeah. it's hard to win in there. Yeah. Uh, First-hand experience. I've been to Maryland games mm -hmm. at Indiana. So it's it's a hard environment to mm -hmm. play in, for sure. Um, another sleeper that I like is Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, yeah. James Palmer. James Palmer. Yeah. yeah, he's a great player. Possible Big Ten Player of the Year award. Yeah, that is true. He's yeah, definitely other than Carson Edwards. I think he's on the short list, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, James Palmer. I when I was at the Big Ten tournament last year, saw James Palmer playing for Nebraska when he was playing Michigan, and the first thing that jumps. I mean, we were watching warmups, and he that guy can jump out of the gym like that, just jump right out at you. And another guy from this area, from St. John's. DMV, just tons of basketball talent, as you're seeing, succeeding at the next level. Um, Yeah, going back to what you said about Indiana, like, 
when Duke went into Indiana last year, like Indiana wasn't even that good, and it was still a hostile environment. Yeah. Now, like the excitement that they have for Romeo staying home, like Romeo packed his high school with like three thousand people just to watch him put on a damn hat. Like that's that's entire state loves him, and yeah, the crazy. excitement, the excitement within that state is the biggest basketball state in the country. Romeo's staying home, and they've been wishing for that since he blew up in his early years of high school. So I just think Assembly Hall is going to be jamming. And look, Jawan Morgan was also one of the best players in the Big Ten last year. So I think you pair him with Romeo. Archie Miller's the coach. I think big things are going to happen in Indiana. Completely agree. So my player of the year, I'm going to have to give it to Carson Edwards. I was kind of reluctant on this, even though I think Carson Edwards is really, really good. I just think Purdue, like, I, they just don't really jump out at me this year. Losing Haas, and that was kind of like the focal point of everything they did, and Vince Edwards, those are two big guys that they lose. Like, I think their whole offense kind of, yeah, it revolved around Carson Edwards, but it was kind of like whenever Haas was in the game, he was such a threat, and now that he's gone, I think it's going to be a hard adjustment for the rest of the team, and I still expect Carson Edwards to be really dominant, but I think it's going to be a hard for adjustment for him in the beginning. Yeah. So I've Purdue is actually my team that I don't like at all. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because it's just interesting how I, I've been reading articles about them and people think that Harms is like a good player. <laughs> You're like, this guy is just not good. He, like he may play good defense, but he has no offensive no, ability. Harms 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 uh belongs in the cover of a GQ magazine. <laughs> he is not a good basketball player. For sure. I I completely agree. <laughs> that's my point. I don't know where you where you read that. <laughs> that's some, someone from the Purdue camp is leaking that because yeah. that's just not true. <laughs> like for those of you who don't know, Harms is he was Isaac Haas's backup last year, and I think whenever whenever he got put in the game for Haas in like a big game where like ne- people are watching on national television, like the memes and like people roasting him on Twitter for like him literally fixing his hair every five seconds, people were out of control on Twitter. But, like, it, he was kind of, like, in a, in a good way. He was, like, the best-kept secret of the Big Ten until, like, March Madness. Because I know me and you were, like, laughing about him in January when we were yeah, watching right. Purdue in the Big Ten Network. But, like, Purdue doesn't really play a lot of big-time, primetime games. So, like, it wasn't until the Big Ten tournament everyone was, like, who's this model playing for Purdue? <laughs> it was literally, like, a 6'10 stick. So, yeah, right. the fact that he's going to be their starting center, he's going to be their starting center, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a little scary. That's a little scary. But – Carson's still going to put up 20 a game because he's really good at basketball. So that's why I have him as my player of the year. And then my freshman of the year, no doubt, Romeo Langford. I think I think we could see not a – I don't think a Trey Young kind of season because I don't think Romeo is – like Romeo definitely is the green light, but he does have a – he has a little bit more talent. He has more talent than Trey did last year. But I think we're – it's, we're going to see Romeo putting up 22 or 23 points a game because he's that kind of score. So I no doubt have him taking him the freshman of the, fr- freshman of the year in the Big Ten. Right. Uh, I have Romeo as well, but just to differ, uh, got to go with a homer pick, Jalen Smith. Okay. Yeah. I really like what he's going to be able to do for Maryland this year. Can shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Actually, I saw uh, I went to the exhibition game versus Lynn. It was funny. He did a little Dirk action. Had a little Dirk action. Oh, did yeah. a step back, fade away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. But I think he's a big addition for Maryland this year, mm-hmm. and uh, should stretch the floor. Definitely uh, nice pick and pop option for Cowan. Yeah, I mean, if there's a time for Jalen Smith to come into high level basketball, whether it's college or the NBA, this is the time. Prime time for stretch fours and fives, and that's exact. That's exactly the role he fills. So, 
Also, before we move on from the Big Ten, I want to give a sleeper. As I mentioned before in the podcast, when I was talking about Michigan, freshman Ignaz Brazdakis. And again, do not quote me on how to pronounce his name. He's from Canada, so that's why you may not have seen him in the rankings. I guess he doesn't qualify for ESPN rankings, but I called him on the EYBL, and he's just a certified scorer. He played in the Nike Hoop Summit. I've seen some clips of him when Michigan was overseas, some exhibitions. I think he's going to be really good for the Wolverines, and I guess especially for John Beeline, a guy who's kind of reluctant to start freshman. I wouldn't be surprised if he started him right away and was able to make a big contribution. Just six eight guy can attack the rim downhill, can shoot the three. He's lefty, and he's just going to be a really good addition for Michigan. And also Brad Davison, really good for Wisconsin. I think he gave Michigan State thirty last year. Yeah, and played the entire played the second half of the season with a, a separated shoulder. I read this said uh, just got dislocated eight different times. Unreal. And he still played the entire season, so he's a warrior. Did not miss one game because of that injury. He's going to come back healthy at full strength and have the ball in his hands pretty much the entire season. For sure, yeah. So moving on from the Big Ten, going to the Pac-12, which Nikki and I said not that entertaining of a conference, but they're in the Power Five, so we're going to run through them anyways. I had Oregon winning this conference just based on their talent. But I think Washington's going to give them a run for their money, and I wouldn't be surprised if, in the end, Washington does end up taking on this conference. But I really like Peyton Pritchard, and I do like the recruiting class that Oregon brought in a lot. Ball, ball, really talented, 7-2 center who can stretch the floor. Um, Ball, ball, the only problem with him is really he doesn't – people just don't think he goes hard in every play. I mean, have you watched any of ball, ball? Yeah. uh, I saw his uh, highlight. I don't know if you saw the – three-point fadeaway oh yeah yeah, yeah that was, was pretty stupid. cool yeah that was so stupid <laughs> was i mean like ridiculous no the, the, that's the thing with, that's like what you're gonna get with ball ball he's crazy skilled tenacious shot blocker and there was at, when he was at hoop hall in january he like everyone was there it was like that was the hardest i've ever seen him play and he went for like 33 and like 15 or something crazy and the worry is that he just doesn't go he doesn't have the motor to go hard every play so i hope for him really good kid when i interviewed him and I just hope for him that he can kind of get that mindset right and get that attitude right so he can end up maximizing his full potential. Also, Louis King, they brought in a sharpshooter wing, 6'8", and Will Richardson, who I think, I don't know if they'll probably have him back up to Peyton Pritchard, but eventually I can see those two working together in the backcourt. That's a little preview for Oregon. They're not that deep, but they do have a lot of talent, and even though they lost Troy Brown to the Wizards being a first-round pick, he didn't really bring that much to their team last year. And I feel like Peyton Pritchard was really the focal point. So being able to bring him back and add some talented recruits, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. Yeah, I completely agree. I have Oregon as the Pac-12 winner as well. Uh, UCLA lost Tiger Campbell to an ACL injury and Sharif O'Neal to heart heart surgery for the season. So I think that made Oregon the clear-cut favorite. Yeah, agreed. I mean, horrible situations for both those guys. So, But that did have me put UCLA – all my teams to kind of stay away from because I think those two guys are going to be big contributors, even though they do bring back Jay on hands. Tyre Campbell's a really good point guard, high IQ guy, and Sharif, he's versatile, he's athletic, he can shoot, and he can rebound really well. So those are two big losses, even though they do bring back Jay on hands and Chris Wilkes. I think the loss of Aaron Holiday and those two guys is really detrimental to UCLA. Who else? You have any teams that you want to kind of stay away from in that conference? Uh, not re- uh, yeah, I guess UCLA would probably be 
my, my team to stay away from just because of the injuries, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my sleeper for the Pac-12 is going to be Washington. Mm-hmm. I read that on Twitter, John Ro- John Rothstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read that they actually beat Nevada in a scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, who knows scrimmages? All right, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're joke, gonna sell this debate right here. Yeah. Because we'll I see. heard something on a podcast that I always listen to a college basketball podcast. I always listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like. If your team wins the secret scrimmage, you're like, oh, that's great. Like, it's got to mean something. And then if your team loses secret scrimmage, you're like, oh, it's preseason secret scrimmage. Right. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, wh- what do you, what's you, what's your stance on it? Do they matter or do they not matter? I mean, I think that it does matter, but uh, I, I don't really, it's like. You can travel a lot because yeah. I'm going to travel a lot. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think it does matter. To, but to a certain extent, I wouldn't, like, freak out about it and Agreed. be like, oh, my team's better than yours. But mm-hmm. it for sure means a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, Nevada, I think, didn't was missing one player in that. No, no. Actually, no. Washington was missing. Oh, oh yeah, Washington was, right. No, yeah. Dickerson. Yeah, so so that's even more impressive that yeah. they were – I think Cody – or was it Caleb or Cody shot, like, 3 of 13 from the field. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say just take these with a grain of salt, like – you can't sit here and say they don't matter because at the end of the day, it is two teams at full strength going up against each other. Right. Usually at full strength. But I think you've got to take them with a grain of salt. Like, you can't think your team is all of a sudden, like, Washington can't, like, skyrocket up the polls just because they beat Nevada, even though everyone is really high on Nevada. So I just think to everyone, what you're hearing about the preseason scrimmages, got to take them with a little grain of salt. Anyways, my player of the year, I have Jalen Noel. Washington point guard, leading scorer. Um, he averaged 16 a game last year and is only going to get better this year. Real, and there are talks about him, some NBA buzz. Um, I think he's going to have a really good year. And in a Pac-12 where it's kind of watered down, I think if a guy like that has an, has really has the ability to score 20 points in any given night in the conference, I think that'll make an easy path for him to get player of the year in the conference. Yeah, my player of the year is uh, Bull Bull. He's also my freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very three-dimensional player. Mm-hmm. He can shoot it. He can post mm-hmm. up. Yeah, he can, he can even dribble. Yeah, he can, sure. he's really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Ball ball is really impressive for sure. Um, I went a little different than ball ball. And if you guys take away one thing from this podcast, I want you to take away the name Kevin Porter Jr. Like I'm telling you right now, he's my freshman in the year. He's my sleeper for this conference. Kevin Porter Jr. From Rainier Beach in Seattle, Washington, he's going. He's at USC. Remember his name. I re- I think he's going to turn himself into a first round draft pick. He's literally what what you want in today's M- NBA college basketball. He's six six. He can create his own. Sh- I mean, he's probably one of the best shot creators in all of college basketball. He can score at all three levels. He's athletic in the rim. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw. It was there was a video of him, and no one really knew it was him. It was like he drove down. This was in high school, and he went. Like he went behind the back to avoid the defender and then posterized someone. Do you see that video? No, I didn't. Yeah, but it kind of went viral and it was like everyone was like, "Who's this? Who's this?" And it ended up being Kevin Porter Jr. And there was also another video during the Nike Hoop Summit. He didn't get invited to play for the USA team, but they brought a group of guys in. I don't know how they picked it to scrimmage the USA team. And there was a video of him just cooking every single player on the team. Literally wow. every single player that got picked, which are his peers, the fellow class of 2018 people just cooking them, giving them a bucket in every single way. So if you take away anything from this podcast, Kevin Porter Jr., please remember the name. I like that. Yeah. That's like my bold take for this year, Kevin mm-hmm. Porter Jr. 
Um, moving on from the Pac-12, Big East, also Villanova's conference. But we'll just call it that. Um, no one's really going to challenge them. I have Villanova winning this pretty handedly. Um, even though they do lose Brunson, Bridges, and DiVincenzo to the NBA draft, it's Jay Wright. He reloads. Pascal. It seems like Pascal's ready for another breakout year. Um, just a bunch of guys. They bring in a great freshman class in Javon Quinterly, Cole Swider, and Brandon Slater. Huge shout out to Brandon Slater, my guy from Paul the Sixth. Hopefully he's going to have a great year at Villanova and hopefully just the start of a great career. But Villanova just runs deep. Pascal, the recruiting class, everyone they bring back, Phil Booth. like They just have guys that know how to win, and I trust Jay Wright more than anyone in college basketball right now. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Villanova's my clear-cut favorite mm-hmm. for the Big East. Mm-hmm. Jelly JQ. <laughs> yeah, sir, Jelly JQ. He, he could be a – I think he's going to be Big Ten uh, – Big East uh, Player of the Year. Player? Yeah, Player of the Year. Really? Yes. No way. Uh-huh. We'll get to Player it's of the it's Year. A, it's a bold prediction. That's I like the I like the boldness, but uh-huh. this, this Big East Player of the Year race is Shimori. ridiculous. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. I just do want to hit on that I really like St. John's and Marquette a lot. St. John's, Chris Mullen brought in some transfers – brought in a couple of JUCO transfers, kind of trying to reinstill the culture that he had when he was back at St. John's in the 80s, 90s, and just New York's powerhouse team. And I really like what he's doing. As you guys know, Chris Mullen, one of my favorite players, my go-to 2K player. That's my go-to classic team. So I'm always pulling hard for him. But Shamori Pond's definitely one of the most talented guys in college basketball. And he's actually surrounded with other talent guys, talented guys this year. So I think St. John's is going to be a really good team. I think they're going to make the NCAA tournament. And then also Marquette, one of my favorite players in college basketball, Marcus Howard, who I also have as my Big East player of the year. He's going to go crazy. He shot 54% on four attempts from three his freshman year. It dipped to 40%, but that was on almost nearly nine attempts his his second year. And he had the ball in his hands a lot. Andrew Rousey, his fellow league guard, graduated, so the ball's always in his hands now. I think he's going to go crazy, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, completely. I completely agree with that. Uh, Marquez c- could beat Villanova. I honestly can see them mm-hmm. sweeping Nova, yeah. possibly. I uh, think Marcus Howard's a great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't get me wrong, Villanova's a great team, mm-hmm. but uh, Marquez could be a surprise. Yeah, no, I, do, I definitely think if there is a team that conference to knock off Nova – not for the Big East Championship, but on any given night, I think it could be Marquette. We saw how Villanova lost last year. It was in that shootout game at Butler when Butler threw up like 107. Now, I don't think Marquette is going to throw up 107, but they do have that capability with Sam Hauser and Marcus Howard. Just a really high-scoring team. Of course, deep defense is optional when you play a Marquette, but hopefully they can lock down a little bit so that when Marcus Howard scores 40, they can win the game. All right. Um, don't like, this is a big don't like for me, Xavier. Like, how do you rebound from Chris Mack? I'm pretty sure it's his alma mater. Is, is it? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Mack, so regardless if it's his alma mater or not, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, they get the one seed. They've had crazy success in the tournament. Yes, he went to Xavier. So Chris Mack. And all the the consensus in college basketball is like, oh yeah, like you can leave any job if you're going to your alma mater. That's like the one exception. Right. 
Instead, Chris Mack has crazy success at his alma mater, gets a one seed in the tournament, loses, and then leaves to go to a program that's salvaged with all these NCAA violations. Right. How do you recover from that? <laughs> I mean, how? Who knows? <laughs> I just think it's going to take a couple of years for Xavier to kind of get back to where they were. Right. They do have some talented guys, but the loss of Trayvon Blewett, who was one of the best players in college basketball last year, crazily crazy that he didn't get drafted, but was really great for them the past four years. Um, I just don't understand. How, I don't know how you can rebound from that as a program. So moving on from them, we talked about Javon Quinterly as both of our freshmen of the year. Marcus Howard's my player of the year. Who do you have as your player of the year in the conference? Jo- uh, Jelly JQ. Jelly JQ. Yeah. Oh, he's going to take, bo- take uh-huh. home both? Both. So Jelly JQ is going to beat out Shamori, Marcus Howard, Sam – not Sam, but like Shamori, Marcus Howard, Pascal on his own team. Yeah, I mean – Jelly JQ is more of he's like a sleeper, but he's uh, like he could do it. But like the safe pick is Shamori. Of course, yeah. yeah. I think Shamori and Market. I res- I respect the hot take though. I yeah. respect it. Uh-huh. But I think I mean the race for between Shamori and Marcus Howard. Watching them go head to head is going to be a really entertaining matchup. I suggest all basketball fans should probably tune into that game. Really, it's high level guard play, and they're going to put on an absolute show. Um, my sleeper for this. I don't know. I'm not really. I don't see that much about Georgetown, so I don't know how he's gonna play. I'm not gonna say Mac McClung. Instead, I'm gonna go with James Akinjo. Somehow did not get ranked in the ESPN 100, but for those of you who follow the AAU circuit, he led Oakland Soldiers to UIBL title, end up beating Team Takeover two years ago, going into that. his senior year, won MVP of the Peach Jam, which is a huge honor in the AAU world. Um, somehow didn't land him a spot in the ESPN 100, but I think he's really underrated and definitely a name to keep an eye on in either next this year or within the next couple of years. I think he's going to have a lot of success under Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I watched uh, Kendra on, uh, what was it, the 8? Is it called the 8? Yeah, the 8 in, yeah, in Vegas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a great tournament. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was watching him. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, that's pretty not, impressive. I th- I mean, that's, how it, that's how it was all summer. Everyone was like, who is this guy? And then at the end of the summer, everyone knew his name, but – these rankings sometimes they just don't want to show them the love. Yeah. Anyways, so that's it for the conferences. And before we wrap this thing up, I just did you get a chance to look at the props for yeah. national uh-huh. championship? Yeah. So Nick and Irish can take a stab and give you some prop bets for the national cha- for the national title, some future bets that we think you guys should take a look on, take a look at. Um, we are not suggesting that you put any money on these bets because. <laughs> Gambling is illegal, right? And I would not. I'm not confident with any of this stuff. Yeah, me too. I think this is going to be a crazy March Madness. It's always crazy, but I think when you have other than Kansas, most of the teams are led by talented freshmen. And as we've seen, other than 2015 Duke, freshmen don't usually perform that well in March Madness, and they don't really live up to expectations. So if not Kansas, there are those top those top teams are usually led by freshmen this year. So I think this could be a year where we kind of see a team off the radar make a run and take down take down the whole crowd. So, but a bet I really liked, Virginia at 20 to 1. I think this is the year they finally break through. There's decent odds. They were the first team. It was a bunch of teams closer at 13 to 1 and 9 to 1, all that, but Virginia was at 20 to 1 and I think they're a really good basketball team as I covered before. Probably the best team in the country last year and just got completely unlucky caught a UMBC team that 
played the best game of their lives while Virginia played the worst game of their lives and just a crazy game that probably will never happen again or 116 will probably happen again, but so crazy that's happened to the best team in the country that played that style of basketball. So I like them at 20 to one. And also I told you guys I was riding the Romeo bandwagon. So Indiana at 62 to one, although it's a long shot, seems pretty appealing. Yeah. Uh, my win at all is uh, Kansas. I was, uh, before we came on the podcast, I was telling you, I was surprised that Kansas was I don't know, fourth or fifth. It may have been mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, highest odds to win. Yeah. But I was surprised they weren't first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're absolutely I just like loaded. their experience, and yeah. they're loaded, as you just said. Yeah, Kansas would be my pick. If I yeah, no, they have a really, they have a really good balance of, like the freshmen with Dotson and Grimes, and then the experience, the Lawson twins, Lawson. Are they twins or brothers? Twins. They are yeah. twins. So mm-hmm. Lawson twins. Great balance of experience, talent, and new faces with the freshmen. That I do. I found an article. I think it was on NBC couple interesting prop bets that I figured I'd throw out before we end the pod. This, this is the most ridiculous one. <laughs> Over-under on number of backboards broken by Zion Williamson. <laughs> Can you guess the number? Because it's the ridiculous, but, like, it's one and a half. But the, what? The dudes that were broken. I don't believe you. The du- I'm, I'm reading it right now. I don't know if it's real. It says you might, you probably won't find in Vegas. I don't think Vegas is offering these, but... I guess they might have thought it was legit enough. That, I mean, they printed this. This is like an article online. I'm that's reading crazy. it on NBC. Yeah, like it's out of control. Oh, my God. They're basically saying it's like realistic enough for someone to break two backboards in one <laughs> season. What is that? I mean, he, he's he's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> Dude, he's not breaking backboards. Yeah, he's not breaking backboards, he's not breaking though. Backboards. No, for sure not. <laughs> two backboards yeah, in one what? season? Get out of here. Take the under any day. Yeah, if that was a real bet. Yeah, you know yeah, what we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is actually a funny one. Over under on the percentage of Virginia games where UMBC is mentioned. <laughs> 99.5. I mean, they don't play 100 games, so I'm assuming if you go one game with that, I mean, I'm assuming this one's kind of a joke, but like, yeah. It's, uh, trying to think about it realistically, do you think there could go, like, is there going to be a game where Virginia plays and UMBC doesn't get mentioned? No, I think they're going to be talked about every game. I think they could be talked about every single every game. Every single game. They I raised the banner at UMBC. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they raised the banners. Uh, like first game winner or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I like I just don't see a scenario where someone over the course of a three-hour broadcast doesn't mention the UMBC game. There's no way. Yeah, no way. There's no way. So I'll take the over on that one. Um, Next, oh, this is a good one too. Which do we see more of this season? Fran McCaffrey technical fouls <laughs> or <laughs> games where Bob Huggins wears something other than a pullover windbreaker? Oh. I'm definitely going Fran McCaffrey. Yeah, I think I go Fran. I think we could pencil Fran in for like six. Yeah. Seven. Uh huh. Compared to Huggins, I don't know. I haven't seen him not wear that thing in yeah. forever. Every every single game. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna take Fran on that one. That one was a pretty good one. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, we talked about which conference will put the most teams in the NCAA tournament. Um, oh, this is odds on streaks that will get snapped on curses that get broken this season. That's very poorly worded. I'm just reading yeah. this off my phone. <laughs> Um, a Big Ten title, winning, a Big Ten team winning the national title for the first time since 2000, plus 1800. I don't like that one. No, I don't uh, think I, a Big Ten is too. I mean, is not stacked enough. For yeah, I think PSA really, I think the team. only team with national championship potential is maybe Indi- is probably Indiana. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that. That'd be the team. If you're gonna bet on them, you may as bet, may as well bet on them 62 to one instead yeah. of plus 1800. <laughs> so, um, a team from the West Coast winning a national title for the first time since 1997. 
plus six fifty. Plus six fifty. I don't think so. so. N- Nevada. Who's West Coast. No. I don't think so. No. I, mean, I think it's like yeah, Nevada's on the West Coast, but are they really gonna win the national right. championship? No, they, I don't think they're gonna win, but. That, that that would be the team. Yeah, that probably would. I mean, there's so. no California. We talked about UCLA and Oregon, not really. Right. Pa- I mean, kind of comes to the fact that come comes down to the Pac-12 is not that good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Virginia not choking, finally reaching a Final Four plus four fifty. I would definitely look at that one. Yeah, I, I'd take. I that think there's a good chance that they finally break through this year. Yeah, I think they're tired of a bet like that even being a thing. Yeah. Um, over under on the number of games Bill Self misses to an FBI investigation, half. Ooh. It's an so interesting one. Is Bill Seth going to miss any games due to the FBI investigation? I wouldn't think so. I don't think so either. I, th- I think they've done enough with Patino. Patino got, got all the Agreed. all the work. <laughs> and I think Silvio will sit out probably the entire season, I think. Yeah. But I just don't like the, the court case is done. It's been settled. I don't really see a scenario where Seth gets – I mean, he'll, yeah, he'll be mentioned, but I don't really see any, a situation where he gets – Held out of a game. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, final one. You'll like this one. <laughs> is this the, this is actually a joke one? Let's Over under on the number of NCAA investigations involving Duke that are a result of the FBI probe. Point five, and then under it says, "I think we all know the answer to this one." Yeah. I mean, under. Uh, they're not getting touched. Yeah. No. Duke Never. is not getting touched. Well, Anyways. Wh- why would they? Why would they? <laughs> yeah. They're too. They're too good. They're too good for college right. basketball. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, this is our first annual, but it will be an inaugural thing of our college basketball day of preview. Thank you for tuning in, and stay tuned for more content as college basketball season kicks off tonight. Thank you for tuning in, and hope you enjoyed it. Bye.